Hey, how you doing? Doing great, folks. Excuse me. Good job, guys. Good job. Beautiful. Thank you, friends. Good morning. Welcome to Myers Park United Methodist Church. We're so grateful that we can gather on this day. My name is Zhu Yun. I'm one of the pastors here, whether it be here in person or for those of us joining us online, wherever you may be, we're so grateful that we can gather to pray and worship our God together. There is a physical hospitality pad at the end of your pews. There's the QR code at the back of your bulletin. And for those of us online, there's a, a link for our virtual hospitality pad where you can let us know of how we can pray for you uh, to let you know of the ministries of our church, especially if you're a relatively new person worshiping with us or a first-time visitor. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We're so grateful that you've chosen to be with us among all the other things that you could be doing today. Glad that you are here. This week, e-newsletter is uh, a publication that has all the ministries of our church. One thing that I wanted to point out to you, and this information is on, on your bulletin as well, next Sunday at 4 o'clock, there is a top-out ceremony for our new building. The Ministry of Hope is here. That's ongoing. Uh, if you don't know what that is, there's more information about that in your bulletin. It's at 4 o'clock next Sunday. We will have an ice cream truck to go along with it, right? If the power of the Holy Spirit is not enough for you, there's ice cream for you as well. We hope to see many of you there as we celebrate and give thanks to God for all the wonderful things that God is doing in the life of our church. It is good that we are here together, friends. Let us continue to prepare our hearts for worship.
Let us join our voices together as one as we affirm our faith using the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he arose from the dead, he ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Friends, God grants us the privilege of coming to him in prayer. Would you pray with me the prayer of confession, which you will find there in your bulletin? Let us pray. Look, gracious God, forgive us for the doubt that clouds our vision, the pain that makes its hide from you, from ourselves, and from those we love most. Free us from our confusion, Heal us from our wounds, resurrect us from our shame, raise us into the hope and joy that we realize when we are close to you. Amen. Church family, this is indeed the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves his love for us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. Please stand for the reading of the gospel. The gospel reading is Luke chapter 24, beginning with the 13th verse. That very day, two of them were going to a village named Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, and talking with each other about all these things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing together, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And he said to them, What is this conversation which you are holding with each other as you walk? And they stood still, looking sad. Then one of them, named Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only visitor to Jerusalem 
who does not know the things that have happened there in these days? And he said to them, What things? And they said to him, Concerning Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and rulers delivered him up to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since this happened. Moreover, some women of our company amazed us. They were at the tomb early in the morning and did not find his body. And they came back saying that they had even seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but him they did not see. And he said to them, O foolish men and slow of heart, to believe all that the prophets have spoken, was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. So they drew near to the village to which they were going. He appeared to be going further, but they constrained him, saying, Stay with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is now far spent. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with him, he took the bread and blessed and broke it and gave it to them. And their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished out of their sight. They said to each other, did not our hearts burn within us while he talked to us on the road, while he opened to us the scriptures? And they rose that same hour and returned to Jerusalem, and they found the eleven gathered together, and those who were with them who said, The Lord has risen indeed and has appeared to Simon. Then they told what had happened on the road, and how he was known to them in the breaking of the bread. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Somewhat un unrelated to the message today, this morning I came into church as usual around 7.30 or so, and I had my daughter with me. Usually the staff and the clergy, we parked near the library across the street so as to allow more parking spaces for those of you who need closer spaces, and, but when you have children, you can park closer so that you don't have to walk these streets. So the parking lot right beside the Jubilee Hall, uh, my daughter and I drove in early in the morning and we passed by uh, specific spaces and Chloe, my daughter, asked, Daddy, why aren't we parking there? It's the, the spot that says senior only on Sundays. I told her, well, it's for senior only. She said, what does that mean? I told her it's for older people. And she said, but Daddy, you are old. Uh, it's like the terrible way to start the morning. Not that there's, not that there's anything wrong with being old. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> I've been saying that all morning. Nobody has told me that maybe I shouldn't be sharing that story. 
walk to Emmaus is the first time in the Gospel of Luke where Jesus appears, the resurrected Christ appears. We see the disciples who are there, who are walking, um, and we do not know what they're feeling, but we can only imagine these are the folks who are consumed by crucifixion, resurrection trauma. They have left their homes, their jobs, everything that they had known to follow this person that is Jesus. And they're wondering now, was it all for naught? Did we follow the wrong Messiah? To have the type of doubt, I cannot imagine what it means to have that type of doubt. Um, have you been in situations in your life where you've had those type of doubts? So here's a quick trivia. There's a whole lot of healing stories in Gospel of Luke. More than any other Gospels, more than any other books, Luke resonates with me precisely because we serve a God who does reach out to those who are invisible, those who are broken, those without justice, those without freedom. You know one of the most common healing stories that's found in the Gospel of Luke? It is a gift of sight. Um, it is God's healing of our sight to be able to see, not only literally, but to able to see what's already there. It is indeed our calling to see, to respond, and to care for God's people, especially those who are most invisible. If you will allow me to speak, sister, that is precisely what I'm preaching about today. I do not know of your religious affiliation or not, but please be mindful that we have children here with us. We have people that we all care for that requires a certain amount of grace and peace. So let us respect that as we will also repeat one another. It's been longer than 250 years. Yes, indeed. So in ways of seeing, understanding, we see over and over again 
Jesus being able to see what others cannot see. Jesus sees Matthew, the tax collector that no one sees. Jesus sees Zacchaeus that no one else sees. We have so, so many folks. No, 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 friends. This is not the time for celebration, but it's the time of mourning. Um, it is particularly difficult to recognize the brokenness that is very much part of our common life together, whether it be in our church, outside the walls of our church. And what we have witnessed just now is especially poignant in light of the table, the Lord's Supper. So I grieve. We grieve. We grieve. I'm not quite sure so much of my sermon now will ring appropriate, but let's focus and stay on the topic of God who sees, God who grants understanding. I've been part of different theological conversations, arguments, and even debates. I gotta tell you, the perennial truth of God has never been revealed to me following any kind of debates or fights. But instead, it's been revealed to me through sharing of a meal, sharing in the table that is the Lord's Supper. I'm gonna warn you ahead that the story that I'm about to share is supposed to bring about levity, so it may be inappropriate given what we have just witnessed, but I'm gonna Share it anyways. One of the churches that I've served 15 years ago or so was in a rural town in Eastern Carolina. It was a town of one traffic light. It's one of those towns where there's been precipitous decline over the decades, decline of population, decline of education, decline of health, decline of jobs. And in churches like that, and in communities like that, when a church is vibrant and growing, I mean, it's Easter every Sunday. That type of hope that springs forth from communities like that, it permeates throughout the entire community. And we, in those years that we spent together through the grace of God and the collective work of so many people, we grew, we connected with community, we served the poor, we fed the hungry, the, the membership and the attendance grew twofold and more. And as it uh, happens, being a Methodist pastor, a few years later, I was removed to a different church and a couple of weeks after we left, the lay leaders of that church came to be with us, to be with us uh, this before we had kids at, at our new appointment, and we went out to dinner together after that Sunday. We took them to Mellow Mushroom, and we ate pizza together, and they talked. Uh, we share stories of the wonderful works of God, and Melanie, one of the lay leaders, said, hey, Uyan, we miss our time together. We miss you and Hannah, and sometimes, from time to time, we ask ourselves, what, was, what did Uyun do so right? What was his gift that made be part of that growth at that particular church? And it's a true story. This is what they said. None of us would come, could come up with anything. <laughs> kind of hurt my feelings then. 
What did Uyun do so well? None of us could come up with anything. But they shared, but we did remember the meals that we shared. You know, when we first got there, it was a church of 60, 70 people. We invite each family, one per week. Um, you can invite them over a couple of times in the course of three, four years. And that's what we did. We broke bread and shared meals together. Yeah. In that time, we got to share our stories, our dreams and our hopes, stories of our family and friends, the disappointments and frustrations of our lives, and even the tragedies that we encounter. And we discerned together what God was calling us to be as a church together so that God may send forth unto the world to be the healer, to be the redeemer, to be the reconciler in the name of Jesus. And I wonder what, what new understanding is God calling us, the church, as we receive the table today through all of our reading and reflecting and wrestling with the Bible, with all of our prayer without ceasing, worshiping always, serving without counting, through all these things, ultimately, the perennial truth of God is revealed through the grace of God. It is grace of God that will allow us to see in such a way that we can pursue the truth with mercy and grace and forgiveness. And if we should pursue any form of justice without mercy, grace, and forgiveness to recognize that the very people that we seek to, to seek justice for and to seek justice from, should we not consider them to be our sisters and brothers and friends alike, then that seeking of justice will turn to tyranny and hate. So what new understanding is God calling us to church toward? Make no mistake about it. As our perhaps sister showed us today, though I am deeply wounded for what just occurred, that God does not seek for us to approach God's table, the Lord's Supper, with perfection, but with repentance. So we come together uh, and receive the Lord's Supper in a spirit of repentance to say as we break bread together, oh God, open our eyes so that we may see what's plainly in front of us. Your promise, your goodness, the very manifestation of, of where you would have us to go. All of our hopes and our dreams. But we come before the table knowing that we're sinners, that we have fallen short of your glory, that we have not loved our neighbors as we love ourselves, as we seek to love you. Forgive us, be merciful unto us. Renew our hearts and send us forth to be hands and feet of Christ. <laughs> this is actually written in my manuscript. Now more than ever, there are so much divisions, misgivings, anger, frustrations, self-righteous hatred. What will deliver us, we ask? whether it be in our world, in our nation, in our communities, in our churches, in our own families, what will deliver us from these divisions? I wish I had a systematic response for you. I do not. But I do know that it includes, it begins with the meal, the Eucharist, the table, to eat of the same bread, to drink from the same cup, to reaffirm the truth that we are one, Charles Dudley Warner writes these words. 
it's kind of appropriate too. Happy is said to be the family which can eat onions together. You get that? Don't even have to be a glorious, peaceful meal. It could be eating onions. And perhaps the bread that we taste today may feel like an onion today, and that's okay. Happy is said to be the family which can eat onions together. They are, for the time being, separate from the world and have a harmony of aspiration. Perhaps one day, we can be the family of God, that what just happened should take place again, that that person and us can join in the meal together. But we live in an imperfect world with a broken hallelujah, but that is our hope. That is our dream. So I hope that you'll have peace of heart today, that your heart will be filled with compassion, understanding, forgiveness, to ever be reaching out to the unknown, and to trust that Christ is with us, walking beside us, that our eyes are opened. Thanks be to God. Amen. Church, let us continue in prayer. Dear Lord, we come to you with troubled spirits. We admit that we have felt in the last hour feelings of fear, uncertainty, frustration. Um, we ask for your grace, your compassion, your love as we continue to see your children the way you see your children, with love, with grace, with acceptance. Help us to have shared hearts that break for what breaks your heart together. Lord, in your mercy. A loving God, we give thanks to be in a place where we can wrestle with things like this together. We give thanks for the gift of the church, for the ways that we are challenged, nurtured, and cared for. Lord, make this a place of belonging, a place where we can wrestle with ideas safely, and a place that seeks you in all that we think, say, and do. Lord, in your mercy. Oh, Heavenly Father, we come to you with all of our hopes and our dreams. Our, so our soul longs for rest, renewal, contentment, success, and peace. Fill the gaps of our want with your grace and with your love. Help us to pursue you, to seek change, and to be transformed by you in the depths of our spirits. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, help us to look outward as well as inward. As we seek our own care, may we not neglect to care for those around us. Help us to have hearts for those who are consumed with despair, grief, feelings of worthlessness and anxiety. Give us attentive and patient spirits to wait, listen, and respond as you would respond to those around us. Be with those who are in the midst of illness. May they experience healing and peace. We give thanks for all those who care for them. Our hearts are with those who are healing, but also those who are in the wake of grief this week. 
We especially lift up the family of Jim Hatfield as they navigate their grief in this time. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we come to you seeking your grace to be transformed by you, to meet you at the table. May it be so. Amen. Church, I want to say thank you for your continued generosity, for the ways in which you show up to be faithful Christians, to wrestle with hard things, and to worship God in this place. Thanks be to God.
Lord, we offer all of our gifts to you. We give them with joy and we give them out of a place of faithfulness. May they be used for the upbuilding of your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Friends, we are reminded yet again that the Lord's Supper is open to all people. You need not be a member of our church. You need not be a member of the United Methodist Church or any church for that matter. Christ invites to his table all who love him, who earnestly repent of their sins and seek to live in peace with one another. Please be reminded that we, the responses will be sung. After the table is blessed, you will come as the ushers direct you. Uh, we will break off a piece of bread for you. You will dip that onto the cup. We will receive by the method of intinction. If you'd like to receive this gluten-free, also COVID-safe option, please come to the altar rail, and our uh, uh, communion ushers will give that to you. You can also receive a piece of bread and receive this cup as an alternative to dipping it in the cup. So there are three methods that you can receive communion today. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join in their unending hymn. are you and blessed is your son Jesus Christ by the baptism of the suffering death and resurrection you gave birth to your church delivered us from slavery to sin and death and made with us a new covenant by water and the spirit on the night which he gave himself for us he took bread gave thanks to you broke the bread gave to his disciples and said take eat this is my body that is given for you do this in remembrance of me when the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, gave to his disciples and said, drink from this all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice. 
in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, one with each other, and one in ministry to the entire world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit and your Holy Church, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forevermore. And now with the confidence of the children of God, let us pray the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray as we pray together. Our Father, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Because there is one loaf, we who are many are one body, for we partake of the one loaf. The bread which we break is a sharing in the body of Christ. The cup over which we give thanks is means of sharing in the blood of Christ. Body of Christ broken for you.
I invite you to our bulletin for our prayer after communion. Friends, let us pray together. Eternal God, we give you thanks for this holy mystery in which you have given yourself to us. Grant that we may go into the world in the strength of your spirit to give ourselves for others. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.
we've been fed this day, may we go out into God's world and feed others to plant seeds of compassion, seeds of grace, seeds of justice, seeds of God's goodness. Uh, may the love of God the Father, the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, may the peace of Christ that surpasses all understanding run like a river with you today. Amen.